Have you just finished a Kickstarter campaign and you're wondering how to go from that to selling on your own website? Well, in this video, we're gonna walk through eight simple things that you can do to help make the transition from Kickstarter to Shopify effortless. Let's go. This is the Launch and Scale podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 107 figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Kirsten. If you are new here, I am an e-commerce strategist that helps people just like you launch new products and scale them to the million dollar brand level. And I'm really excited that you're here because today I get this question a lot, which is what happens when you finish your Kickstarter campaign? How do you go from that to actively selling? So in this video, we're gonna be exploring some of the hidden dangers and traps you can get into and how to avoid them. And also walking through eight things that you can do to step-by-step step to literally get set up to make sure that you continue the momentum that your Kickstarter campaign has given you uh, when getting your brand on, on Shopify and starting to scale that up. Okay, let's paint the picture. So you've successfully funded your Kickstarter campaign and you're really excited and also nervous because you know now that your product has legs. You're, you're starting to take it to manufacturing and you wanna continue selling, but you really don't know what that, that road looks like. The biggest opportunity you have is going from a successful product launch to continuing that momentum. But this is actually a hidden trap that I see a lot of creators get into. Once you raise the funds for your Kickstarter campaign, all of a sudden you have to go from sales and let's face it, burnout to starting to get product to hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of backers. But you also don't wanna lose the momentum that your sales just got. The trap that a lot of people get into is switching off from active sales during your launch to active production and not having a solid plan in place to keep that momentum going. So in the next eight steps, we're gonna be walking through how you can safely balance fulfillment as well as having a solid sales plan. Because the last thing you want is to have spent months of your life thousands of dollars just to get proof of concept and get a successful launch just to kind of ruin the momentum by going dormant for six months while you figure out production and then having to come back and remind people of who you are. So let's go into how you can keep that momentum going in these eight simple steps. Okay, so in chronological order, the first thing you wanna do as soon as your Kickstarter campaign is finished is before you even touch Shopify, before you touch anything else in this video, you wanna make sure that you are setting the stage and setting expectations with your backers. Setting expectations is what is going to allow your backers a smooth transition from having just given you money to the highly anticipated period where they're excited to get your product. But in the interim, most Kickstarter campaigns, if this is you, be sure to let me know below, you have two to six months of manufacturing and fulfillment ahead of you. So the very first thing you need to do is send an update to your backers, which clearly outlines what are the next steps and how often they can expect to hear from you, even if you have no production updates. 
Number one, set expectations. And just in case the odd person doesn't realize that they have to wait a few months for product, you want to reiterate that, okay? So set expectations and set the intention for a smooth transition period. Step number two, where do you sell after Kickstarter? Your Kickstarter campaign is wrapped up. And so you're still going to get a lot of traffic coming to your Kickstarter campaign, but you can't continue selling on your Kickstarter once your campaign is finished. So you need to have a spot online where people can continue to pre-order your products so you can keep that momentum going. A thing that we highly recommend is that you check out going to Indiegogo's In Demand. In Demand on Indiegogo is a service that is super popular for anyone who is looking to come in off Kickstarter and set up a pre-order page where you can really just keep an open cart so that any traffic that you're getting from the crowdfunding community is able to still go and buy your product. So this is a really common strategy if you're looking to kind of capitalize on both platforms and you've started on Kickstarter and then you want to move over to Indiegogo. Keep in mind, we're going to put a link below this video on how to apply for in-demand. In-demand is not the same as doing an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. You do not want to start a new campaign on Indiegogo because that will set you up for a 30-day funding period and literally doing everything all over again that you just did for Kickstarter. So you want to have it so that you contact the Indiegogo team. Once you get verified to go on in-demand, what they will do is they'll essentially set you up to port over all of your social proof and your Kickstarter numbers onto in-demand so that you are starting with, just say you raise $100,000 on Kickstarter. When you go to in-demand on Indiegogo, you are starting from $100,000, which is super, super cool. So you definitely want to have an in-demand page set up so that you can continue to tap into those early adopters, that pre-order community to drive traffic to that. And this, you can have your in-demand campaign happen for two to four months, really just leave it on until you're finished driving traffic to it. And that could be a really good interim while you prepare to fulfill, while you prepare your Shopify website. So that's point number two is go to in-demand and make sure that you follow the prompts um, below. I'll just put a link straight to Indiegogo on that. Point number three, once your in-demand campaign is up, you want to direct your traffic to in-demand. So what this looks like is once you're finished on Kickstarter um, and your, your project has been successfully funded, you will have the option to personalize your Kickstarter page where the very top portion, you're gonna see a button. You can set that button to say whatever you want. And what you're gonna do with that button is set it to pre-order now. So, and then set a custom link so that when any residual Kickstarter traffic you get, can be prompted to go and click on that and, and go off to the next place that you're selling. So you can set up that custom link to direct them to your Amazon listing or Shopify. But for the sake of simplicity with this video, I recommend that you set it to your in-demand campaign. And then luckily your Kickstarter project lives there forever. So you can always go back and customize that link to direct traffic to your main spot of selling online in the future. But for now, be sure to direct your traffic from Kickstarter with a touch of that button. Step number four is getting onto Shopify. So so I recommend that you get onto Shopify when you're still in pre-order mode. So what that will mean is that you've gone from Kickstarter, say you've been on in-demand now for one to three months and your, your Shopify store is now ready to go. I recommend that you set up pre-orders on your Shopify store and start to direct all of your marketing efforts to your Shopify store. And as a bonus in the interim, what you can do is you can set your Shopify store to um, just be an email capture so that anyone who goes to your website can be notified when your storefront is live. Okay, so extra extra bonus there. But we've now gone from Kickstarter to in-demand to starting to transition over to Shopify by getting your store live and starting to collect pre-orders 
live on your Shopify site. At this point, it is up to you whether you want to turn off your in-demand storefront just for simplicity, or if you're still getting a, a ton of traction on in-demand, awesome, just leave it up until you're out of pre-order mode and then you can shut off in-demand and focus 100% on your Shopify store. Point number five, this is what so many people don't do, communicate. Remember where your customers are right now. You likely coming off Kickstarter have a six month window of delivering your product and let's not forget about all the supply chain issues. A big mistake that people make is stop communicating with their community. I cannot, I cannot, cannot, cannot. Cannot stress this enough. When you promise your backers in the beginning that you will communicate any and all production updates every two weeks or one month, you have to honor that promise. A lot of creators fall into the trap of, well, I have nothing to say, so I'm just not going to say it. Oh, I don't have an update from my factory, so I'm just not gonna update. Your backers, which trusted you with their money on your product, are going to get super angry if they if they see that you're avoiding their questions or they see that you're not providing consistent product updates. Even if you have nothing to say, saying something is better than nothing and you have to be transparent. So be sure that you communicate if there's any delays. Be sure if you communicate if there's any changes to the product. Be sure to communicate everything because sure, a small segment of your backers are going to be annoyed, but the majority of them are going to be so thankful that you are one of the few Kickstarter campaigns that are actually over communicating and being transparent with their backers. This is how you instill a community of trust. So yes, you need to communicate with your backers regularly, but even when you're taking pre-orders on your own website, you should be communicating that. Um, we find that people who buy pre-order on your website have a lower tolerance for waiting long periods of time. So you absolutely want to kind of satiate their desire to get your product by being in regular communication with them. So point number five, do not underestimate the power of communicating anything and being as transparent as possible. If you've run into communications issues in the past or you've seen some campaigns that have actually handled this really well, let me know. Let's give those founders a shout out for keeping the Kickstarter community healthy. Point number six, fulfillment. Okay, so let's say you have sold a thousand units on Kickstarter, 500 on in-demand, and you now have 250 Shopify pre-order customers. Who do you ship to first? You ship to people on a first come first serve basis. So what this means is that you need to honor people who backed you first. You need to fulfill to your Kickstarter backers first because they were the first ones that put up their hand for you and, and really gave you that vote of, vote of confidence by helping you get funded in the first place. Fulfill to your Kickstarter backers first, then fulfill to in-demand customers, and then fulfill your pre-orders before you start fulfilling new orders that come in. We see campaigns get into this problem where they sometimes start to sell on Amazon and deliver product to Amazon customers before their Kickstarter backers. This is a fundamental flaw in the Kickstarter system where maybe this company did not raise enough and they're needing to supplement manufacturing or supplement their product costs by selling quickly to customers on Amazon. I, I am not condoning that, but in this section on fulfillment, be sure to treat your backers with respect and honor the first come first serve system if at all possible. All right, I love this. Are you taking lots of notes? Let me know what your favorite point is below in the comment section. Let's go to point number seven, market launch. This is the point I love. I love doing product launches. Your Kickstarter launch was an event. It's, it's something to celebrate. So why not when you are out of pre-orders start to take, um, start to celebrate 
being on your own website with a market launch. We did this for the first time with Jamstack about four years ago, where after we delivered the Jamstack one and launched on their Shopify website, we had a big December celebration where within that first month we sold, forget the numbers, it was around $100,000 worth of product from people that were just waiting on our wait list. And from that, it's an event. People love to celebrate things. So if you can celebrate once you're out of pre-order mode by offering a sale or something like that to officially launch your Shopify site, that's going to be a really great way to show the world that, hey, we're in business. We're now offering two-day delivery and we're ready to go. We've hit a critical milestone. So always look for reasons to celebrate. And if you can pass on savings or free gifts to your customers, why not do a market launch? That leads me to our last step today, which is once you have really transversed, if that's a word, traversed, that's the word, um, Kickstarter, in demand, Shopify, pre-orders, the 12 months of brutal agony that it takes to get your product to market. When you have successfully passed this and you have fulfilled and you have done your market launch and you are in business, it's time to, to focus on scaling your brand. And so what that means is you now want to consistently market your product through a series of getting out on social media, talking to influencers, being in Facebook groups and doing whatever you can to spread the word and getting in your in your niche so that people really know to come to you and to buy your amazing product. So in summary, your Kickstarter is just the start of the journey. At this point, you wanna learn to leverage your traffic by always selling. You right before you finish your Kickstarter campaign, you wanna have a plan on where you're gonna be available to, to be on sale for next. Will you be selling on in-demand? Will you be selling on Shopify? Have that plan in place so that you have no downtime it's so funny to me because anytime I tell creators that you're going to get random traffic coming to your page um, after your Kickstarter, they're like, no. I'm like, yeah, trust me. And then they look at their Google Analytics a week in, they're like, I got $400 worth of sales and our Kickstarter's over. I was like, I told you. So always be selling. Do not fall into that fulfillment trap of we just got to focus on product design and then in six months we'll come up and it's Groundhog Day and everyone's forgotten about you. If you are someone who has really made the transition or will be making the transition off of Kickstarter and you are looking for help getting set up properly to facilitate that market launch and taking pre-orders on your Shopify website, be sure to check out some of the resources we have below. Some are free uh, and go from there. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launchpad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and 
scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launchpad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launchpad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.